Welcome to the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network, home of the Dresden Files podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 55th episode of the 42 Podcast, where as always, we're talking about the failings of the late great human race, and once again, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How are you doing today, buddy? Check up. I'm awesome. And also, the only girl brave enough to actually come on this podcast, Director (laughs) Alex from the Dresden Files Podcast, and soon to be other podcasts if we ever get them off the ground. It's like the return of the girl. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> and there, there's the name of the podcast episode. There you go. <laughs> so, well, how you been, Alex? You have any uh, interesting news? Uh, well, I graduated. Tell us? What? Yay. How's it feel? Like, how did it feel Monday morning waking up going, hmm, no schoolwork? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. At the end of the finals, it's like... Because they're back to back, I was awake for way too long. Made a specific trip to Starbucks to get like a frappuccino just because I needed the caffeine so badly. And then it's just I'm done. It's awesome. Except everything is still so busy for this month that I haven't been able to actually relax. It hasn't hit me yet. It just feels like summer. It feels like last summer. It, it re- I mean, it hit me a bit, but it really didn't hit me until it was time to go back. Right. Like come August, yeah. you're like, well, time to go back to cut. Wait, no. What do you mean? Job? What? This whole job thing sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be weird because I'm, I'm probably just going to be trying to work from home. So I'm just going to be staying there doing little things and freaking out a little bit. But <laughs> well, my, for someone who's worked from home before, have a space. Like that, you can close the door on, and you don't have to. If you if you if it's possible, have a space that you can close the door on, because it re- is really it's really easy to always be working, and you mm. really can't do that, or you'll just hit yourself. You'll be like three weeks in and just go stir crazy because you've been working nonstop for three weeks and haven't had a break. So mm. I, I figure it'd be harder to actually stop having fun and actually start working. But maybe I can like lock off the closet or something. Yeah, that's interesting. I I thought the uh, the when you described it, I thought it was so you could close the rest of the world out and get work done. I had no expectations of you saying it was so you could close the work off and keep it in there. Well, like no, 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 works in there, and I don't have to go in there. Like, well, it's I didn't think think about like the. I get it now. There's the mental break, you know, that like we all have between where we work and home. Yes, and when you don't have that. I think it's really, it can be really hard to like not just go check your email. Like people need to know just because you work from home doesn't mean you're checking your email at nine o'clock at night. Cause if they think you do, they will send you shit and they will expect you to get back to them that night. So that's something I had to deal with, you know, working at the Red Cross and stuff. So yeah, fuck that shit. I'm not trying to hear any of that noise. <laughs> Nine o'clock, email me. Fuck you. That's like my, my current job. They keep trying to give me like a, you know, uh, a corporate cell phone with like email and stuff. I'm like, nope, don't want it. Mm-mm. Like, you want us to hook up your end, you know, your personal phone, your work email? Nope. Nope, don't want I'd it. Not be not connected. Like my my boss has my cell number, so if it's that important, he can call me. 
But beyond that, I don't want some Joe Schmo engineer who needs an <clears> answer <throat> for something and thinks they need it right away when they don't. <laughs> thinks they need it right now. No, oh, so, I'm not going to rag on you, Alex, because I'm sure it's better than this. But that's the problem with like dealing with like really young people in the workforce. <laughs> they think everything is an emergency. I'm like, no, no, guys, seriously, it's not that big of a deal. Well, I wonder if I come off that way sometimes because when working on group projects, I'll just be doing it at like 2 in the morning and I'll send an email to someone. And I know they're not going to get it until they wake up whenever it's, I don't care. But it probably seems like an emergency coming from them. Yeah, I, get, hmm. I can see that, but... I mean, that's one thing. That's college. You expect every, like, everyone expects someone to be up at 2 a.m. working on a project. That's just how college is. Or 3 or 4 or 6 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, yeah, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I'm pretty sure I've been at Walmart for in every hour of the day. <laughs> you, know, at, you know, one of the hours of the day I've been at Walmart, and I'm pretty sure I've sent an email in every hour of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have a hard time staying up past nine. So, yay. <laughs> so that's Alex. <clears throat> How about you, Jacob? I was going to ask you first, but uh, <laughs> I'm good, you know, uh, recovered from the concussion. So that was good. Yes. Some uh, say you have. <laughs> I'm going to have this nice little scar right here. Lovely. <laughs> so exactly what happened? Okay. Um, I don't think I ever got the actual story of how you Hold got on. it. Hold on, I can find this picture. Um, right, what's the backstory? You're at lunch at work, or we, we you're were, at home? No, we were out for a group lunch. So you for, and you and work. Right, me and my group. It was okay. our aunt, <clears throat> intern's first day. So normally nice. for someone's first day, my boss will take us all out for lunch. I mean, my group is, well, now it's four people with the intern, so... Oh, okay. uh, you know, it's a real small group, so it's not like, you know, there's, eight, you know, 20 of us or whatever. So we go out and we're, we're having a good time. I've got to find this picture because it's really hard to explain without without the visual aid. Um, ah, there it is. So what it is, is so the high top tables in the bar area are all connected and sit on top of a steel I-beam. Which kind of looks like a railroad, but a little bit A lot taller. bigger. Yeah, it's a lot bigger. It's and taller so, and thinner. so these are the high tops, so they probably hit me about the bottom of my ribcage. It's pretty tall, you know? Right, so you're sitting on stools at these. Right. Yeah, not it, chairs, but stools. I drop my napkin. Mm -hmm. I don't even see it. I bend down and catch it right on the corner. You catch the table? No, the I-beam. In between the tables? In between the tables. Your brain, just like, like a motorcycle, just didn't register it, right? Right. You just didn't see it blind no. to it and just, wow. Yeah, I sent you the picture. Like, you can see, like... So I guess if you're leaning down quickly like that, like... Well, and it's the can... same color as the fucking floor. Like, uh, from above it, it's... They're both brown. <laughs> I just, like, I was talking... And I bet you could generate some speed, man. You well, could, I, if I, you're bending down, right? Yeah, like, I just, like, kind of... And the thing is, they're high, high chair tables, so you kind of got to drop off of them a little bit. Right. Ow. So I dropped down and immediately went down to pick up my napkin in one motion and just caught it. And, oh. All right, like, so I got a question for you. Uh -huh. Did you pick up the napkin? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and, then <laughs> use it, and then use it to clean up the blood. Because <laughs> oh, it, it split me open pretty good. But it was... It was 
it was so weird because like you know it, it was it's a semi-busy restaurant at lunch like it's not it's pretty near my office and some other big offices so you know it's probably about half full and you can just hear the entire restaurant go dead silent like oh. <laughs> you just know it's you like oh god this hurts my pride almost as much as my head <laughs> <laughs> but it took me four or five solid days to really get my men all my mental faculties back like i couldn't write like, I was trying to, like, write a really simple, like, email, and I couldn't do it just because I couldn't get my head around it. Like, like when someone's trying to explain to you a really complicated thing after you've been studying or really busy for 12 right. hours, you know, right. you're just, oh, it was so weird. And, like, noises and stuff really messed me up. Like, I was, like, I, I went to work the next day thinking I was fine. And... Like, I was up in my office, which is really quiet. Like, well, I don't have an office, but in my part of the building, in my cube. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get something to eat from the cafeteria. So I walk downstairs, and as soon as I get down to where everyone's milling around, the world starts spinning on me. (laughs) It was bad. Like, don't ever do it. Nope, not even once. It sucks. What, concussions? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, don't bend down to pick up a napkin. No, no, no. You should definitely do that because it's the polite thing to do. But don't don't get a concussion, man. I mean, they they hurt. Yeah, they're bad for you too, man. They can have really long-term effects that are hard to recognize. Right, because, well, I had one two weeks ago too. What? That's a pro- yeah. I've had, Jacob. I had three in two weeks. Oh, no. That's probably one reason why that this last one was so bad. That is but, exactly like, why. It's changed my, like uh like emotional stability like since it's happened like a little bit like i can tell i get angrier easier i know i know it'll eventually go away but it's one of the like the side effects is having like you know emotional it could be a year from now though yeah hopefully yeah (laughs) hopefully not that long i'm sure i'll be fine but you know they they cat scanned me they blood tested me they did all sorts of tests on me at the hospital what did the cat scan cat scan show it said it was no permanent damage and not heal so that's good. But yeah. did, it show, did it show bruising? Yeah. Damn, that sucks. You really fucking knocked yourself out, Jake. Yeah, just about. Did you Did you go to sleep? Did you like actually pass out? Did you knock yourself out, or did you just dong? Uh, maybe for a split second, like saw some stars or whatever they oh, say. Oh, no, everything went bl- like I didn't lose consciousness. Like I could still hear things, but everything went black for about a third of a second. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't ever do it. It's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so that's uh, that's so. How are you doing, man? Ah, making it, <laughs> making it. We did a uh, Mother's Day since I have you know the kids and Ashley's family lives so close and my family lives so close and then my parents are divorced and Ashley's parents are divorced. It's like, how many mothers do we have? <laughs> and then the grandmothers live close and the great grandmothers live close and they want to, everybody wants to see everybody. So last weekend, man, was just shitting and getting, dude. We were just going <laughs> to like one mother's or grandmother's or to the kids. We threw a big um, barbecue out at my grandma's. Mm-hmm. You know, out there on the, uh, the house on the hill. <clears throat> they built that big porch and uh, pool. Right. And it was like the first day where I felt like it was warm enough that I would go swimming. I mean, the kids have been swimming for like a month now. Crazy psychos. We're old. <laughs> right? But I was like, it was the first. And it was still too cold. Like, none of the other adults got in there. But I'm, I'm willing to get into, like, cold water. But uh, we, threw, we cooked some hamburgers. You know, hanging out with the family, trying to deal with that stuff. 
Yeah, it was trying to decide whether I want to keep my second dog or not. Oh, what's wrong? Yeah. We're animal or the other one? The other one. Oh, what's wrong? He bit one of the kids out there on the. We took him out there, and all the. Well, I mean, there's like a pack of dogs. There's you know eight or nine dogs out there running, catching frisbees and you know tennis balls. Well, all the boys were playing tag in the pool. So the rules to tag are you can get out of the pool, but you have to get back in within like five seconds or whatever. Right, so there's lots of steps or whatever. Right. It's lot, lots of running and jumping into the pool. And I know it's part of their nature, right? Like I've heard dogs like blue healers, um, Australian cattle dogs. We owned an Australian shepherd blue healer mix before. Like we've owned lots of herd dogs. I know how they work, but he you know, like an, a herd a herd dog will like to bite at the ankles or the nose, depending on what they are. Like if they're a healer, they bite at the heels. If they're a header, they'll bite at the nose. Mm-hmm. And what that is is you can use them in tandem if they are well trained to control where your your cows go, right? So they'll bite at their ankles. Well, ev- everybody's running and playing. Well, my dog's like super protective of the kids, I guess, or of or the the energy's too much because everybody's screaming and yelling and there's stuff going on and the dogs are running and stuff. So he's barking at them every time they run. But I thought he was just playing, you know, like barking them as they jumped into the mm-hmm. pool. And then finally, they he was barking and they were running by and he just reached out and bit him like like a healer would, but way up on his thigh, like near his ass. And I'm like, oh, that's that's really aggressive. I don't want a dog that does that. Like none of my dogs do that. I don't want him to, you know, like a what is it? rub off on animal. I don't want animal to even see that as an option, you know, because animal is just a puppy. Like, he, right. he can be whatever we train him to be. But a two-year-old with those kind of tendencies, that's really hard to get out of him. It's just like, damn it, that sucks. That sucks, man. So I'm not sure if I should get rid of him because I'm really attached to the dog because the dog's sweet and loving, right? And he's right. a good dog, but he's also a little bit of a shithead. Like he barks <laughs> at the neighbors, right? You know? <laughs> Like, if I've got a bunch of boys in the backyard, and I own, I have two boys. I don't have any girls, so the boys, the, the friends that come over are more boys or tomboyish girls, you know, because they're nine. Right. So they're playing in the backyard, tag, football, soccer, or whatever it is, and he starts barking, and it's like, now that I know that he barks and then bites, it's like, I can't have him out there with, you know, complete strangers. Like, yeah, I mean, he bites a cousin. The worst that's going to happen, me and my uncle, my, me and my uncle have a heated conversation over it, right? Right. But if he bites somebody else and breaks their skin, yeah, there's I mean, potentially cops involved even. Oh, yeah. Court like, cops. Yeah, it's... Fuck that dog. Fuck that life. Fuck that. I'm not trying to hear that, so I don't know, man. So I'm not... fixed? Yeah. Okay. Because if he, he hasn't he done came, that, you can try. He came from a bad... He's got a bad past. That's hard to get out of him sometimes. They are who they are. You can't send them to doggy therapy. And I, right, like, we've had abused dogs on the farm before, like rescues. And it is, they do become your dog eventually. But it's like five years from now. Right. It's like, damn, that's a lot of investment for a dog that I didn't really want to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know. I just, we haven't decided yet. We can't figure out what we should do. <laughs> We have, a, we have a family that's willing to take him, but I've got to take him to Austin this weekend if I'm going to do it. And it's just like, I know my kids, both of my kids are going to be super upset. And then my dog, Animal, grew up with that dog. So he's going to be missing Max. You know, it's just like, damn. So it's a really hard position to be in. It's like, 
spend a lot of effort and invest a lot of time and you know potentially money into a dog that you never wanted while that's all like say you have a certain amount of you know of the pie right well a certain amount of that is dog pie <laughs> like they can either all go to animal which i know is selfish on my part right like i understand that I, i'll admit that openly but it can either all go to animal or i can give a lot of it to duke to try to fix duke and then hope that the leftover is enough that animal grows up that way and becomes an okay dog but i i know this is selfish but i wanted one of those really special dogs where like if i'm like animal go get in the car and he just goes and gets in the car and then he'll just sit there i don't have to worry about it he's there right like everybody's like you're gonna worry about your dog it's like no i told him to stay he's gonna stay or if i'm like heel he stays on my left heel right behind me if i step backwards he step backwards if i step forward he step you know what i mean like i wanted one of those super well-trained dogs and it's like i just don't know if i can achieve that and fix another dog it's just uh but the whole family besides me loves that dog. Like, none of them want to get rid of him, right? They're all petitioning to keep him. We can do it. We'll do it. It's like, sure. Like, you'll feed him. And who feeds him? <laughs> I feed him. So, so uh, I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. Especially because, yeah. like, everyone else loves him, you know? That yeah, I know. I just explained that. That's what I was just explaining <laughs> to you. That's a tough position. I know. It's. <laughs> Oh, okay. You disagreed with yeah, me. Yeah, I disagree with you. No man. Like, You're just saying, yeah. If, yeah, 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 if yeah, you yeah. didn't know that, <laughs> I'm going to point out why it sucks. Appreciate that, Jake. You're a good friend. What about you, Alex? I can't even tell you're on this podcast. Oh, I'm just uh, kind of looking in on you guys now, I guess. Um, yeah, that's a shitty situation. I mean, if, Damn it. We just went over that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I would suggest maybe is put the dog in a house that will give him the effort that he needs and let your kids visit no i i think this is i take the dog to austin which is two and a half hours away and i give it to a transporter who's going to take its like missouri or something Mm. like i give this dog like this dog leaves saturday no one ever sees it again and that's that's harder for the kids until he miraculously finds his way home and you sell the rights to disney and make a billion dollars and retire they made that one already. Yeah, but it's been a long time. It's old as new again, man. That would be cool if they redid it. That was one of my favorite movies ever. Homeward Bound? Yeah. yeah. With Shadow and Chance uh-huh. and Sassy. The cat I think was you're sassy. right, yeah. Yeah, the cat was. Dude, I'm pretty sure. I like that movie. <laughs> I was obsessed with that movie. Do you know what movie we're talking about, Alex? I got $100. She says no. I know what movie you're talking about. I think oh, I saw it yeah. once. Do I get the hundred dollars now? <laughs> no, I was betting Jacob. And he doesn't call me on my bets. Uh, yeah, this. You still want <laughs> me a t-shirt? If, if, I'm working we, on that. We, it you might actually be a design. hoodie, but you, know, you don't whatever. get to see the design though. So. Okay. Are you, are you okay with a hoodie? No. Sure. Get a t-shirt. <laughs> I expected a t-shirt, but who cares? Wow, Michael J. Fox and Sally Field were two of the voices in that movie. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, and it's older than director Alex's, I think. What year? 93? I was born in 93, so depending on the month. Uh, Feb. Wait. I, I was born at the end of 93. How's that? You're a bit this older a than I thought film. you were. Uh, well, I, I was thinking I knew you were born at the end of, at the, end of the year because I sent yeah. you that book that one time. Uh, yeah, so February 93, so it is older than you are. 
Ah, speaking of the Dresden Files, <laughs> I just finished Skin Game. Really? Is I it just me? It? Yeah, yeah, for the third time. I've done three read-throughs. Three read-throughs now. So, uh, well, most of the books, all the books have been twice. A lot of them have been three. One thing about these books, though, man, is the endings are so... That last page is so fucking good in almost every single one of them. Especially mm -hmm. on Audible, because they'll put in that little bit of music and Marsters. Yeah, and a little, it, like, really mystical sound. Yeah, and nostalgic, you know, or whatever that... That's not the right word, but I don't know what the feeling is. But it's just, like, anticipating and, like, uh, I just... Every time, just talking about it gives me chill bumps, <laughs> like... <laughs> I love the endings of those books so much. I am the so looking forward to the new one. Interesting because Marsh puts a lot of effort into it. Yeah. But when you try to listen to audiobooks in which they're just narrating it instead of performing it, it's so much worse, and I won't listen to it. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back through Ready Player One right now. It's like, I need a break from the Dresden Files. <laughs> back to Ready Player One. Cleanse yeah, the palate a little bit. I'm going to put that on my phone and go through it again. I started reading it. Ooh. Did you? I got like into chapter two, I think. What's happening? I don't know. Uh, he just finished describing the video. Oh, then you're in it. You're in <laughs> it. Yeah, like, really. If you're not, yeah, if you're not really like, I was hook, line, and sinker by now. Actually, it really in. reminds me of Ringu, the book that the ring was based off of. Um, just mostly because I guess the description of videos as you're reading a book, but I don't know something about the style and. Uh, the tone of it really reminded me of that somehow. That's a weird. <laughs> that's a weird. I have no idea how you'd make that connection. <laughs> to me, that was like a. Uh, who's the guy who played in Godzilla? Matthew Broderick. He was like the eighties, like. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of those kind of movies. Like to me, it has those tones. Like it's. Oh it's like yeah. A novel of like an eighties movie. Like you're supposed to be watching. An, you're supposed to be reading an eighties movie, but epic. it's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. And like super crazy and stuff. Mm. I don't know. Just like because you're not really getting interested into the character in the beginning. They're telling you about the video, and so it's like it's that kind of disconnect feeling that mm -hmm. I associate with like translated Japanese books. I guess they they do that a lot. Like they'll be describing things, and you kind of like know what the character wants and stuff. But there's a certain amount of distance, it seems. It could be because of translation. It could be because of how Japanese language works. Right. And it just you have you finished the video? I, I think so. You're I don't know. He's, he this did his this thing. There's a treasure. Go out, find it. And then he was doing the stuff in the lab as his mage-like character. Uh, I think that was it. So, yeah, right at the tail end of the video. Okay. I think, yeah, I was launching into descriptions of, like, oh, there was this in the description of that, and, yeah, and that's pretty much where I ended up stopping. Oh, he's, he's talking about how the Gunters broke it down afterwards. Right? No? I think I got to the end of the chapter because there were a bunch of footnotes of, like, this is a reference to that music video. That's what I remember. Oh, I didn't know that was in the book. Yeah, I've I prefer to, to, the, I've only to, to read it visually before I listen to the audiobook so I can know everything is spelled. Yeah. See, I, I always meant to, like, <laughs> trace the Easter egg hunt in the book. Oh, yeah. Because he you know put in his a... own hunt that, like, the winner got his DeLorean. 
There's a there's a like not a mystery, but there's an Easter egg in the book. Yeah, there's there's an egg hunt in the book, like that's from like you have to like find it on like stuff on the internet and stuff like through the clues in the book that I'm guessing you can't pick up as well by listening to it. But I've been thinking I, I there might like there are there are audio things in that book that if you listen to it more than once you will notice that he does weird things with the like. Like if I, I guarantee you that he does weird things with the words. Like if you saw it visually, you would see a pattern, because there are things that I did notice. Like that's weird. Why did he say it that way? Or 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 you or certain things would show up a lot. Like you would notice. Like this keeps showing up after this. Like there's a pattern. Like there has to be, because you can kind of hear it a little bit in the, especially after you told me that there's an Easter egg in the book. Like how real geniuses pops up over and over and over again. Uh-huh, little things like that. Like, there's little things, or 42 shows up a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like little things like that. I bet those are little references. Yeah, I got my signed copy. I think it's upstairs. It might be down here. Of Armada, so. That's cool. That book, I, I think the problem with that book is that I, I'm not sure. I think it's because that the same person who read uh, Ready Player One, Will Wheaton, wrote read Armada. And Will Wheaton really sucks. Like he does really, he does really fine for that one book because that's the only book you listen to. But if you try to listen to like another book, it's the exact same. Well, and voice. there's so many more voices in Armada, and he just can't. I loved him in Ready Play One. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, when I saw he was doing Armada, I was like, fuck yeah, this is gonna be fuck awesome. Yeah, no, no. When he tries to do the Midwest accent and stuff, oh. he just can't do it, and it's just terrible. <laughs> and he can't do the girl. And the girls will their voices change like each time he does them. Yeah, oh god. That's yeah. one thing that I marvel at Marsh just being able to nail a voice specifically for Murphy, for Molly, for Susan. It's like I know who they are before he says their names, even though I also know the books back to back. See, that that would be a really cool maybe just factoid to throw out is figure out how many unique voices he has done for those books. Yeah. It's gotta be like a hundred characters at this point, right? The one yeah. The guy who Reed. impresses me the most, though, is yeah. the uh, Harry Potter read. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Holy sh! You forget that it's the same person. Exactly. He I can do like, Umbridge, and he could do uh, McGonagall or whatever her name was. Like he, I was like, God, that is so amazing. And he could not just like a different accent, but like completely new speech patterns. Mm-hmm. Like they talk slower, or they talk faster, or they inflect different parts of you know it's just like wow that is amazing he could get into full characters it's incredible i love i'm thinking about listening to it like through again just because i enjoyed it so much the first time i know i've brought this up before but y'all really need to listen to um i know that voice i know that voice yeah it's a documentary about voice actors i've been meaning to watch that actually it's so good especially for people like us who listen to a lot of this kind of stuff or that or watch a lot of ama things like one guy oh, yeah. in anime or animated or whatever. And oh, yeah, but... You know, you'll, you'll, they'll be interviewing this one person and they'll do five different characters in the interview without breaking stride. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't even take a breath. They just change. It's like, like it's, it's insane. Like how good they are. I actually got into a fight with a friend of mine. He's like, well, voice acting really isn't acting. I'm like, no, we're going to go, we're going to throw down right now. <laughs> Yeah. There were times that um, 
in Futurama, they make fun of themselves for being voice actors. It's not like this job is hard. It's just like as boring as voice acting or anything. I mean, obviously they have a ton of talent, but they can make fun of themselves for how easy it is for them. Yeah, it's something in a documentary, but the the guy who, vo- who voices Fry also voices Zoidberg and the Professor. And Zat Brannigan. Yes, and he's the only guy that they they talked about, maybe the only one that does it professionally, but he does individually like each person individually then they'll splice them together but he just reads it straight through so if like fry and the professor having a conversation he's just switching back and forth during the recording doing both sides of the conversation it's super impressive to see isn't he like one of the only people who can do the popeye voice now i think so yeah is the popeye voice difficult apparently like there's huh. one guy who's able to do it and then uh Billy West, I think his name is, he finally figured out how to mimic it and had to do his uh, Tibetan throat singing or something, or Mongolian throat singing. Yeah, like they're singing at two different pitches at once, so it sounds really weird. They can do like seven. Oh, okay. I don't know, at least two. Yeah, it's like seven or eight. That's what's so crazy about them. Do not Google that and put it on. That sounds, it sounds so weird. (laughs) Yeah, so it's really cool what like those guys can do and What's also funny is because you're watching this documentary, at least people who do cartoon voices for, you know, little kids, like during mm. the interviews are like cursing like crazy. It's just like really? It's really weird disconnect. That is weird. <laughs> it's always funny when those voice actors are like in, uh, what are they called, outtakes or what are they called, like bloopers uh, or whatever? Yeah. Where they'll be in character cussing uh, like when I, they mess up. And they, that shit's hilarious. There's this rumored, fabled Powerpuff Girl outtakes reel, I've where seen it. where they're just like, no, I've seen it. Oh, I've I've never been able to find it, but no, apparently, like that. in character, they're talking yeah, about fuck. like yeah. fucking each other, yeah, and yeah, 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 like, hey, I'm gonna get my strap on and all this shit. <laughs> uh, it wasn't sexual, the one I remembered, but it was lots of cussing, and the animators animated it anyway. Be like, right. oh shit, you know, whatever, and they'd be you know talking to each other, and it's just, yeah, it was funny. Uh, the yeah. one I heard about was like they got really sexual. dirty sexual with each other. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. But I have seen outtakes of the Powerpuff Girls. Apparently those voice actors were fun. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the girl, I think she did Bubbles. Did also did the voice for Batgirl and Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith had her on his podcast. And so she was doing all these different voices. It just cursing like a fucking sailor, just all over the place. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious, but kind of disturbing. I'm like, this is weird. You're kind of destroying my childhood here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you want to talk about worst childhood moments? Uh, we've all seen our childhood destroying moments, right? Uh huh. We've all seen uh, Sesame Street. Uh huh. Remember the old Sesame Street that had Maria on it? She was like the main. She was like one yeah, of the main like uh-huh. people girl actors. She was, she was like what you would think of of like a second grade school teacher, and she was like Hispanic, right? Uh huh. And I think she was was she the wife of the other Hispanic guy that was on for a while? I don't Maria and what's his name? Anyway, I met her in real life, oh, yeah? and and I was like eight. So to me, it was like meeting Maria, total bitch cunt, <laughs> total didn't want to talk to me, totally fuck you, like. It's annoying that you would want to come talk to me. Yeah, uh, uh-uh. that's why I don't like Sesame Street. 
<laughs> Screw you, Sesame Street. She was a total cunt. Yeah, I'd be like eight. I was just like, what? That's that may be why I don't like with TV shows. She could be the reason. Could have been an informative age, and I was like, "Fuck TV." I don't know. Never meet your heroes, man. Never ever meet your heroes. Well, I've heard. Well, I tried to set up an interview on a podcast with one of mine, and we bailed twice. Aww. Twice? I didn't hear the second time, Phil. Well, we kind of kept it quieter because uh, we didn't know for certain if it was going to happen. We're still trying, but we haven't like heard back recently. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what is going on? That. What is that? The fabled episode eleven. Uh, I was 13 or no 17, 17. or something. Uh, yeah, it would have been better if it was 13. I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, speaking of, it's Friday the 13th this week, so you know, beware Ooh. of Jason and just be around water at all times. Freddy Krueger, right? Jason. Jason with the hockey mask and the chainsaw. Freddy Krueger's. It's the guy with the dreams and the the sharp the knife hands. Who was Friday though? Jason. No. No, Friday the 13th was... No, 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 Friday. Just Friday. Or was it Friday the 13th? Friday the what 13th. Was, what was that guy, bad guy's name? That was Jason. Freddy Krueger was Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a Elm third bad guy with a hockey mask like Jason, but he's from the Friday series. Is that Jason? Yeah, that's Jason. He's from the, okay. the Friday the 13th series, yeah. All right. What is it the same chick from... Uh, she got naked in that... That she stripped teased in that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What was that movie? Jamie Lee Curtis. That's Halloween. Halloween. Who's the bad guy in Halloween? Michael something. Michael. That's right. No, just Michael. That's enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was getting Michael and Jason confused, I guess. Yeah. There are similar names, you know, seven letters, five letters, <laughs> M's and J's. Yeah, Google their images and tell me you can't confuse them. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I know. Not their I know. names. They're the characters. Ass. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I gotta give you shit, man. Come on. It's fun. Huh? I gotta like... defend myself, man. Come on. It's fun. <laughs> it's all good. I can't be friends with you this long and not you know, give each other a hard time. Come on, we're man, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I was about to bring up something really kind of personal, but I, I just yeah. well, decided not to. So talking about other guy shit, did you see the uh the US Army's putting lasers on their shit? Holy shit. Combat like, I, like, what, <laughs> like, what, what are these lasers able to do? Like melt tanks and stuff, or what? Fuck yes! Like straight up, like War of the World craziness going on. I would hope it's that visually cool, but I doubt. <laughs> I bet it's just like a hole, and then shit stops working, right? <laughs> but I hope it like heats up like an eighties anime, and then explodes like a volcano. Gets super red. Yes, yes, right. You see these little like cracks of like yellow as it starts to stretch, and yeah. All of a sudden, it's got 70 pounds of C4 in it for no reason. Yeah, that shit. I hope. <laughs> I hope. But I doubt it. I bet it's way more boring. It's probably... I doubt you can even see it. I doubt you even see the laser. I bet they made it clear. You know, or something. White or some shit. It's on the wrong so side just... of the spectrum. Like, hmm? like, I'd have to think about the, the spectrum, but I think it would have to at least be yellow to be that right. powerful. Right. I think they would want a white or a yellow. That's the eye. Yeah. I know that when I paid attention, you know, when you were like 15, 16, the internet, and, uh, or not the internet, but the uh, army's a little bit cooler than it is when you're like 30. You're like, I don't want to kill people. What the fuck? But when you're young, you're young and you don't realize that they're killing people, you just think it's cool shit or whatever, right? They're, they were using mirrors, like mirrors on things that could move them really fast, right? And, right. Then, and then pulses of light. 
right? So the pulses of light would get added and the mirrors would bounce the pulses of light and they would just collect pulses of light, right? Just keep collecting pulses of light and then they could release it all at once. And they were going to use those as anti-air defense systems, like take out airplanes and different things. So I don't know if they, it's the same kind of technology or maybe they're doing like a chemical laser. So maybe it's like you actually have a cartridge, you load it into a gun, it burns all that chemical, creates some high-powered laser system, you know, like laser out of that, spins that cartridge, you put another one in. I don't know if it's a chargeable system where they're using supercapacitors connected to the motors, but any way they're doing it, crazy shit, dude. Lasers? You can't get any more accurate than a fucking laser. They use lasers to aim with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like you can't get any more accurate with them than a laser. Like they're literally going to be able to shoot your treads off or yeah. your tires or the, just shoot the barrel off or whatever they want. Crazy shit. And these are just, they're putting these in the C-130s. They're actually going to put them in the F-16 and the F-35 fighters, which is crazy. F-35 sounds really cool considering it can hover. I know something about it is the fact that it can fucking hover just kind of makes me a little giddy and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, for all the money we fucking spend in our military, the fact that we don't have cooler planes disappoints the shit out of me, right? So we either use a 40-year-old design or we use this new design that really sucks. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really suck compared to like everybody else, but for the amount of money we put into it and for the amount of shit that we've done with it, it's like, why don't we have the new A-10 Warthog? Like, why don't we have the new F-16? Why don't we have the new F-18? Why don't we have, you know, like... Well, the F-22 was supposed to be the, the swappable fighter right like yeah. you could swap out like one piece and became a bomb you know it was a great idea they just wasted billions of dollars on it like six billion or something like i just want to like a tenth of a percent of every like wasteful thing the government does military other oh. stupid shit <laughs> like, i saw a story about a guy who got a government art grant to have a bee sting his dick that's awesome can we, can we find that video does that video exist <laughs> I don't know if it's a video, but I know I'll have to, I'll have to see where I found yeah, it. Yeah, you need uh, to link that shit. We need to see some dude's dick. Uh, <laughs> How big did it get? I'm totally curious now. Like, Did it turn in like a horse dick for a few days? Like, what happened? I have never been stung by a bee or a wasp. It hurts like a motherfucker. Oh my god, is it terrible. It's it like hurts. 22 years, never been stung by one. It's like how. somebody... Just stuck a needle and injected just a little bit of whiskey directly into you. You know, like how that your throat burns, but it's just like directly in your, it's just like, and it's just like not supposed to be there. Like, that's the feeling. Like, oh, fuck. You're just, your whole body's like, that's not supposed to be there. That's not, yeah. Oh, I think a yellow jacket might be worse, though. I mean, those things hurt. Or hornets. Well, hornets. A real hornet, like a true, you know, like a Japanese hornet or whatever, like those can knock you out. Like, you can be. You won't go to work for two days kind of pain. Yeah, but we don't have to worry about those that much here. The worst you have is ones that last like eight hours here. But bad. a wasp fuck you up, man, for I that first it, 45 minutes. Holy shit. Oh, man, it hurts. Oh, it hurts so bad. Yeah, it's like maybe, like honestly, a, a really good assessment would be like 50 red ants in one spot. That's about what it's like. You don't have fire ants in Colorado, do you? Sure, they've got to have... Too cold. I don't know. too cold, too hard to too hard to dig. Damn, okay. Okay. I, I assume that we do, just because you, it sounds you, like the kind of treacherous thing that you would be here, but No, you would know. 
You would if, they, if they were there, like they're here, you would know. Like I remember hearing a story of a girl that like snuck out of her house, went out to party, and came back, couldn't get back in the house, and they just slept on the porch, woke up covered in fire ants. I just don't remember where that was. Sounds like Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> could have been. Louisiana. I don't even remember who this girl would have been. So. You want to talk about terrible things, man? Fire ants. Uh, nope. 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 Yeah. I see it down in the rainforest. They got ants with like two foot long bodies. I ain't trying to hear none of that. <laughs> the scariest thing in the jungle. This not the scariest thing, but the scariest ants are the army ants. When they march, they march at night. They hunt, right? So the, and they're act they actually hunt. They're not scavengers. They don't try to eat stuff that's already done. Like they kill shit. Like these ants don't fuck around. And they march in such large packs, you can hear them coming. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about a jungle that's never quiet. And you can hear these motherfuckers coming. How many fucking ants does it take to hear them coming? Like a million or something? Two million? Yeah, your beds and your beds in this jungle have to be like four feet off the ground and the uh, posts have to be covered in like that water. sticky, sticky uh -huh. black turpentine. So if they crawl up it, they get stuck and it smells bad and they don't want to be in there anyway. Wow. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, I bet we could find all kinds of crazy fucking bugs if we got into it. <laughs> yeah, they, they always talk about like worried about species going extinct. Like for everyone that goes extinct, there's a thousand we've never seen before. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, they've also said they found like fossilized uh, dragonflies with a six foot wingspan. Ooh, that's weird, that. but kind of cool at the same time. So, if you had a time machine, would you and you had the option, would you go that far back? Would you go check out prehistoric shit? Or can I only go one, like one place, and come back, and that's it? Like, is that what the way it is? Like, I can go anywhere. Nah, in the not, let's just say we have a time machine. Is that somewhere you would even be curious in going? Like, would you actually go see a dinosaur? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really? I'd definitely go see You would there. actually, like, push the button and be like, fuck it, I don't know what's here. Like, you'd, yeah, I mean, come on, dude, the, all the unknowns? Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. Would, There's you, a actually, lot of... would you actually do it? Can I, I move in time actually... and space or just time? <laughs> Are you I, stuck I, in prehistory so, Pittsburgh? <laughs> so, <laughs> in my... In my understanding, I've recently tried to study study it again because I was making that assumption that if you moved in time, so where we were 5,000 okay. years ago isn't where we are now, so the Earth wouldn't be where we are now. Yeah, right. you just go straight back into empty space and suffocate and die. It turns out that's not how it works. It turns out for true time travel to actually work, you will have to travel in space-time. We will be making a space-time machine, not a time machine. Right. It's like, Damn it, that breaks well, my theory. Well, I was just thinking like... Uh, Other smart people already uh, was if uh, the time uh, the time machine. Jules Verne time machine. You know how it's he travels in time but not in it's space. Stuck. He's stuck that's, in London. That's, that's actually what it'll be like. You'll Wherever you time travel at is where you'll be. Okay, so I am... Mm, what? So you're just going to go back and be under two miles of ice. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if, if I'm going... I mean, if I'm stuck... Where I am right now. Not necessarily. We could just move well, no, time I'm just, to Texas. I right? would definitely have to go to uh, 
I'd have to go back like towards around the revolution, right? I could just like jump over to Philly and Oh, that's epic where you are right where you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Get, get to see all sorts of cool shit. Hopefully not die. <laughs> yeah, I'm not far from Austin. Ooh, I can, I can be make fun. A, I can make a horse ride and see some wild shit. Go to go or San Antonio, go see the Alamo. What? What? Now we're talking. Alex. What about you in Colorado? She would see cowboys. Cowboys and gold, gold rush. You could see that, or um, you could go back looking and see for like El, uh, El Dorado, right? Not El Dorado. Yeah, saber tiger tigers. You could go back and see those. Yeah, I'm not sure what like, exciting thing would have actually happened in Colorado, so it'd be kind of hard to figure that out. I don't know. I suppose well, I could see everything like. Well, just during the cowboy times, differences. Yeah, during the cowboy times, you could do some crazy stuff. There's some really cool shit happening in Colorado. Because there was the gold rush and all the cowboys, like a lot of the uh, cows. We have a city named Golden, so. Well, it's just Golden. Just go to Colorado Springs or Pikes Peak. Like those things were, they were kicking mm. ass. I've been there. It's like I don't see how different it would have been. <laughs> Less comfy, <laughs> so it's like whatever. Okay, so any, see, okay, so you get to take one trip, back in time, anywhere in the world. Where Gosh. are you going? Oh, I. I don't know exactly, right? Because there's a huge speculation of the time frame of where you actually want to see. Right. But I want to see what the... So let's just say I, I get to pick the right spot accidentally. Right. This is what I want to see. I wanted to see what the Egyptians describe as ancient Egypt. Right? I want to see what some people consider like... So the Egyptians describe a civilization much older than them, right? We, like, they say that they descended from like, a god civilization, right? Right. I want to see that one. Okay. Because there, there is, even though that would have existed roughly 40,000 years ago, right? There are small pieces of evidence to suggest that it actually might have existed. That there might have been an what as as we consider you know ancient egypt advanced they considered that there was another civilization before them that was even more advanced than they were that they descended from one that had fallen like there was a utopian civilization i want to see that one okay or i'm pretty since i since i'm pretty sure it exists i'd like to go back and see um atlantis it'd be interesting to see gobekli tepe the uh, the oldest structures that human beings ever have built, and it would be interesting to see Machu Picchu, like when it was kicking mm -hmm. ass, to actually see what the fuck was going on there. But there's a lot of like crazy old things to see. And then it would be really cool, like so. It's not just space time that we're getting to travel, but for some reason I get to set up like Make a Wish, right? right. I get to hang out with like whoever I want when I make this journey. Sure. It's hard not to like say Jesus or like one of the one of the smart people like da vinci or something like it'd be cool to see what da vinci was actually like it'd be cool to see what jesus was actually like muhammad like that would be crazy <laughs> well not actually i don't speak hebrew never mind. details 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 never mind whatever specify a translator in your make-a-wish thing <laughs> so if i get like a space-time traveling spaceship that allows me to like travel when i'm there i gotta go check out the steps during the mongolian horde like to actually see what um, Genghis Khan was actually like 
What was that motherfucker up to? Probably like three and a half feet tall. <laughs> no, I doubt it. I bet this dude. The way he's described, there's no way. There's just no way. You know, like, 5% of all of Asia has his DNA. Yeah. He's a prolific motherfucker. <laughs> that shit got, that dude got down. I just want to like see that. Something like one in eight men in Europe descend from Charlemagne. So, I did not know that. Well, he had like 18 kids. Only like six of them or something were legitimate. And there's enough that you can kind of trace back the Y chromosome back to him. Crazy. Wow. Did you know that they, they can trace back our genetics to a certain point? Uh, I think it's like 12,000 or 14,000 years ago where there was only about three or 4,000 of us. Yeah, we've we're almost all gone extinct before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably several times. Probably. <laughs> actually. Yeah. <coughs> See, if I was gonna go anywhere, and I know this is probably really morbid sounding, but I'd probably go watch Rome burn. From when Nero burned it? Uh huh. Wow. Why? I don't know, because I would... You don't want to go see it, like, in the heyday of, like... Oh, yeah. Julia, like, would, like, actually go see the Colosseum. Julius Caesar. And I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, a full Or maybe go there for, like, three years or five years before, and then uh, just kind of live there for a while, then see the collapse. That'd be cool. I would actually want to pick their golden years. I would want to pick the years where things were really kick-ass right before shit went down and got crazy. Like, it'd be really cr- cool if you were there even before the church became an issue with Rome. Well, that, I mean, that was pretty much... I mean, the, the church being an issue with Rome was way after, like, you know, Caesar and stuff. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah, well, way like, after. Like, the Republic of uh, Rome. Like, I'd want to go see the Republic of Rome, not the uh, Empire. <laughs> the Republic of Rome. <laughs> well, they were... They were a republic. Well, actually, they yeah, were they very were. much a republic for they a little were, bit. They because were there was. Much. They were the first ones that had some really policy like people right. that really like manipulated law and things. Yeah, no, it wasn't till I can't remember who came in and it's very much the story of Star Wars where he makes an army for to defend and then end mm-hmm. up taking over. Right. Anyway. Who cares about Rome? Well, lots of people whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we care right now? Where would you go, Alex? I'm not sure. The first thing that came to mind was like we Edo let period. We last on a reason. For a reason. <laughs> I think I, I noticed that actually. But I think in like Edo period feudal Japan, when it's in its heyday, the thing that anime glorifies so much. I want to see is, is it actually as awesome as they say it is, or is it really shitty? It just the, you the hang out there for like that in um, that time like though. Edo, yeah, like the city of like that became Tokyo, mm-hmm. and like they had like a. Like, if you watch Samurai Champloo, even though they add a lot of things yeah. that can't possibly work in there, but it's, like, they glorify it in a weird way. Like, oh, like, giant, shining pagoda of prostitutes, basically. Uh-huh. Like, did they have things like that? Was it actually? It's like, I don't know. The one thing that you want to go see, the, the thing that sticks out is if they had prostitutes? Well, like, there was one episode <laughs> in Champloo that... I like your style. They had, like, this giant brothel. We all know was, Alex like, is dirty. Golden. Come on. <laughs> we all know this. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool you like that show Samurai Shampoo mm-hmm. Sham- Shampoo I love that show that show is awesome and that was the show where I realized where uh, the director uses music 
that show reflects the music. The characters themselves have their own style of hip-hop, but that show is based off of hip-hop, and the animation and the pacing and everything is based off the hip-hop. Like, it's all, it's a hip-hop show, where his cowboy bebop is, like, smooth jazz and, like, jazz, yeah. and it's very, it, he, his shows, his music reflects on his shows very strongly. Like, there's another show that he did where it's also that way. Like well, it's almost, Cowboy Bebop also had Yoko Kano on it, and she is the music person for a lot of anime and movies and stuff, and she's the reason that a lot of it is really good. Mm-hmm. So um, her influence on it could also be affecting Bebop. Right. But I thought the music in Samurai Champloo was awesome, too. Yeah, I mean... There's lots of scratching and stuff on purpose. Yeah, I remember that. Specifically, there's one point, like, fast forward, and then they turn, like, to modern-day Japan. It's like, no, 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 not that far forward. Go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It's a good show. Have you seen it, Jake? I've seen some of it. Uh, my wife watches it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Normally, when she's watching anime, I'm playing video games, so I, I kind of catch it in the periphery. So, Jake, have you seen Cowboy Bebop? I've seen some of it. Uh... I've seen a couple well, episodes here and there. Really... Reading Corlex reminds me of Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, yeah. It had well, since I'm the guy who had, I'm the guy with the idea, and it should remind you slightly of Cowboy Bebop, uh, a little bit of Akira. Like this is my like what I put together. A little bit of like Akira or whatever, and um, even though I never saw it, Firefly. <laughs> It, this was my imagination trying to put those three together when I told Jacob the idea. It's the idea of a yeah, kind of a gunslinger in space in the future. Yeah, the book's coming along slowly but surely. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I'll have like time to pages. read through everything you've given me and tear it apart. Everything I give you is like thirty pages. <laughs> Seriously, it's an hour, if that. Yeah, there's like I should remember. Like there's times that I'm doing way too no. many things at once and then there are times I'm sitting there doing nothing and I can't remember what I should be doing and I so I just have to remember that, that. yeah I hate that well you don't have to go to school tomorrow so just finish it up you're like halfway <laughs> through it at this point <laughs> yeah and, and like uh, my mother-in-law's coming into town oh, for no. the first time ever so it's like I don't know how this is going to happen and work and then my sister has a birthday coming up and then we're moving and we're doing a podcast and more podcasts and it's like shit I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a busy podcast week. Yeah. I have no idea what to do for that podcast, by the way. Eh, we'll figure it out. We're pros. <laughs> You're no, a pro. Not. We're so pro. I wing it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 that's Which podcast are we teasing people? Oh, the Dresden Files podcast. We're having a the game designer for the Dresden Cooperative Card Game on from yep. Evil Hat. Really? Yeah. Very cool. So I'm really just curious to talk about like game design stuff. I mean, it's really cool as a part of Dresden, but like I just really want to know like how, <laughs> like yeah, like how does how do you figure out the rules? Like, do you go to school for this stuff? Like, <laughs> how know? did you get into this job? Yeah, I mean, just like the random shit you kind of want to know. Yeah, it, maybe we'll make it very conversational because I don't know how much Dresden specific things we can get into. No, no, no yeah, I yeah. I think the only really like Dresden specific thing you go to is were you a fan before this? And if not, like, you now? what did you do to like learn the environment, learn the world? You know, did you just do this off a of wiki? Yeah. 
<laughs> and depending on the answer to that, you know, there may be a lot of people canceling their Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, but they reached the ultimate stretch goal, though. Woo, I need to back that. Yeah. What do you get if you back it? Are we pumping that up, or what? Are we just going to leave that for the podcast? Well, Are we well to do that I was right thinking now? of saving it for that one, but I don't know. What are we doing? Uh, I mean, you get, Why not? It's a cooperative up. card game. Um, it's what, like three different campaigns if at a certain level or something like that, or two, or I don't Sweet. know. So go check that out. Go, Yeah, go check that out if you're interested in games. And... The Dresden Files Cooperative Card Game on Kickstarter by Eric B. Vogel. Yep, that's the guy who's coming on the podcast. So go check that out. Google it. Google it, yep. Support him. Just tell him we well, sent you. The bigger stretch goal. That they managed to reach was that um, the first episode, or first uh, uh, chapter of peace talks would given be given out to backers. Oh shit! Now I gotta back it. Yeah, <laughs> now I have to back it. <laughs> and I think oh, once they, they use actually fate dice, that's cool. When are we getting peace talks? We have no idea. No one knows. Oh, really? That's actually <laughs> how he does. It's like. Uh, the last Can we expect heard, an announcement a few months before, or will it be like, hey, here's the book? Oh, no, we'll hear the announcement okay. as soon as they know that, like, okay, we can set a date, they will tell us. But um, the last I heard, he's still writing it, and he's getting kind of touchy in the fact that everybody keeps asking. So I just, as a community, just like, okay, do your thing, we love you, and, and then maybe we'll, we'll get it and he won't have a stroke. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to give this guy shit because none of the, uh, like, pictures for, like, Susan or Michael look anything like they do in my head. And that's obviously the right version of these people. <laughs> I thought Susan actually looked pretty good. Oh, she's not nearly hot enough to be Susan. I mean, in terms of <laughs> generalities, she looks like it. <laughs> like Michael, I mean, Michael's way off. Well, I keep picturing Michael as blonde, and I know that's my fault, so... So, yeah, Harry doesn't have a hat. So, so I'm fine. What? What? What is that? Is what that me? What? Oh, you can't hear it? No. So I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Look, you had like a bee attack you. I was like, well. <laughs> that was crazy. Man, what was I even going to say? Oh, yeah. In <laughs> reading through the books again, I realized how bad I got some of their, their descriptions in my head. I had to like fix them. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Like what? Can you think of one in particular? Um, Molly, I com- I thought Molly was like five foot two, no. No. like a volley player, like like gymnastic style. I didn't realize that she was like some Viking woman almost. You know, like she was not Viking woman, but she's big and strong and like tall. Like I didn't realize yeah. that she was supposed to be six foot or whatever she is, six foot one. Yeah, could so- not fix that in my head. In my head. I guess I got this description of her from a from when she was a teenager, from when Harry accidentally runs into her. Um, probably in death masks. Probably in death masks, where she's where she changes and her parents don't know she wears the bad clothes or whatever yet. And I think that description for some reason just stuck, and I never she never grew up. And then reading through it again, I'm like, I realize that. Oh no, she grew up. She must have grew well, up. Proven guilty must have been real. I think was it proven guilty. I think it's proven guilty. Was like that must have got really weird for you when she's trying to like hook up with Harry. It was <laughs> like the whole time she's trying to hook up with Harry. In my mind, I'm like, I can't. Like, isn't she like 
I mean, I know she's old. No, I know she's old enough. Like, I knew she was old enough, like by age. But in my head, the like even the physics of it was like, why are you attracted to like Harry'd be so big? You you know, like I get why you would be, but it was to me, it was always awkward. It wasn't until I read through it the second time where it wasn't as awkward. But it's still awkward. Like I don't. Maybe I maybe I'm just not a girl. I don't quite understand. Like I understand why Harry's just like. I mean, she's beautiful and she's cute and all but i mean I, i'll never do that where molly's just all about it and to me i just i don't to me it's awkward it is awkward i don't understand why she wants harry I mean, I just, that molly being attracted to harry makes perfect sense i just don't think it's good for her um and it seems so childish it's it's like when i was it you know attracted to like a 30 year old when I was like 15, you know, or a 25 year old, you know, it reminds me of that. Like, why is she attracted to this older guy that like my camp counselor? It's like me being attracted to my camp counselor. And then I grew up with my camp counselor and I never lost the crush. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. wouldn't that be the same kind of thing? It, to me, it seems it's like the, the childhood fantasy dream that she never let go of. Right. And it's like, yeah. that is when she'll be fully grown up to me is when she gets over that. She needs to recognize that can't happen. And that'll be like the last bit of her being a child. Hmm. And um, I mean, it's like, but hey, you got to experience what Harry feels. It's like, I know you're pretty, but you. Right. Yeah, he does that well. <laughs> uh, we've all had that moment where we just, we just have to go like, sorry, but no. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just walk away. To put into perspective the size of Molly, is that, yeah, she's supposed to be just around six foot. And like Michael's supposed to be like six foot five and like two hundred and thirty pounds of muscle, yeah, and dark hair, and lumberjack, lumberjack, yeah, yeah that's a exactly, lumberjack exactly. or a um, blacksmith, like a, but to me a lumberjack. Yeah, and like, Charity it's... can put on plate mail and a warhammer and go it's like sweet. Viking. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah, so they have very large, very muscular children. Ah, one of my favorite scenes in the entire series, just for like two pages, is when. Um, What's his name? Michael? Or no, it's, what's his son's name? Daniel. When Daniel kicks the doors off the warehouse to go in there and free the kids. And now mm -hmm. he's like, I'm a strong guy and all. But he kicked it off the hinges. You know, like that whole description of it kicked it clear off. I'm like, hell yeah, I love that. Uh, I like Daniel is coming up as the replacement for um, Michael. Like, that's cool. So I have to wonder, in your uh, readings through everything, do you see the characters aging? Like, does Harry grow older to you in mm -hmm. your head? Mm -hmm. mm. Does for me. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, um, Marcone does a little bit in my head. But that's about it. Yeah, the other ones don't. And that's just because his description and the way, like, he even says his name changes. And that's the reason he, the character changes for mm. him. He goes from Marconi to Marcone. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, Harry successfully ages somehow in my head like he's this tall skinny dork in book one and then he like puts on more muscle gets a little bit older the scars on his face and stuff um oh, murphy like her hair changes length in all the different books for yeah. Me, so it's, like, yeah murphy changes too i guess yeah now that she's now that you mentioned it they do change the immortals don't and there's so many immortals that you don't really notice and there's so many wizards right. that are already old you don't notice mm -hmm. but i guess the people who do change yeah because to me harry went from looking like a tall Jacob to like a tall, really strong Jacob. <laughs> like I think of the winter night, I think of the winter night as being like an MMA, like, you know, like strong, 
like could kick your ass, like could actually kick your ass. He's big. He's been doing parkour. So it's not like bodybuilder strong. It's like that. It's like that boxer strong, you know, that, you know, gymnastics slash fighter strong. Yeah. Steel rod or steel, steel, steel yeah, bands. Cables, yeah, yeah. Just solid, you know, lean muscle. It's all purpose, but it's still, he still weighs 250 pounds of all muscle purpose, you know, just kick ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where in the first book in my head, he's like seven foot tall and 190, you know, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or 200, you know, kind of lanky. Yeah. <laughs> And on this episode of the Dresden Files podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just every time I get on with her, I want to talk to her about podcasts because she's, to me, my authority on it. Like, I just I mean, I love bouncing. Th- I'm sorry. I talk about it all the time. That's why yeah, I'm, I'm on sorry. the damn podcast. <laughs> right, but I feel like my conversations aren't appropriate for your podcast. I bring so little to it other than just general <laughs> speculation and conversation. Like, I don't ever bring any, like, you know, y'all want to talk about such specific things or research stuff out. And it's just like, hmm. I don't really quite fit that. So when you come on here, I want to talk to you about stuff that you talk about on the podcast, but I want to ask you just more general shit, you know? Like, what do you think Molly looks like? You know, like, like what the fuck's the point of that? You know, but to me, it's fun. So, yeah, yeah sorry I mean, about I guess, that. Well, we're going to have to do, like, part two of the casting, and so we get to do more of that same shit at some point with you guys. Fun. Yeah, we need to get a list of everything we did. I was actually re-listening to that episode recently. It's actually like we need a second Dresden Files podcast. <laughs> we need one without Alex. When we're allowed to do book club of the month, and we're allowed to do stuff that we can. There's nothing stopping us. We can do the Dresden Book Club. I am down for this. I would love to do the Dresden Book Club, even if it's just a a fifteen, you know, six, whatever, how many books there are series. Like if we just do that, and then we don't make any more after we're done. But I would, I would love to do it. And I think it'd be cool to do like me and Alex discussed, where we do the first half spoiler free, last half like. Okay, how is this in context to all 15 books? Like, did you notice that no one fixed Little Chicago? What the fuck? You know, that shit. So, <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. love to do that. We'll do it. And that Alex would be too hard. We could, we could do it like once every once a month or something, you know? Yeah, once a month. Once a, once a, month. Once a month, once every two months. How many podcasts are we trying to do just once all a month them. now? <laughs> well, I think if we do it under this, this is totally shop talk, but if we do this under the Broken Jars umbrella, it, it, we could easily have a Broken Jars podcast where we do different series of podcasts. We do like almost treat it instead of like a like a serialized podcast, like unique, like the Dresden Files or Forty Two podcast. We treat the whole thing more like a YouTube channel, but instead of like video, we're making a YouTube channel of podcast just podcast right so we'll do a series like we'll do like a playthrough like if i played fallout 4 i might make 12 videos and then i'm done i beat it we're done we won't do another fallout 4 video right so that w- we could do podcasts like that where we just have these super fight podcasts once every six months it's okay but since people are coming to broken jars there's just so much of us in general that you can find your entertainment right like right. hopefully mm-hmm. you know it sounds vain but hopefully they're fans and they want to listen to us so it's like well what am i listening to this week it might be High Fantasy, it might be, you know, Super Fight, it might be the Dresden Files, you know, um, book club. You just, you always get 42, you randomly get Dresden Files, so. Hey, we're kind of consistent, kind of, like every two or three weeks, it's kind of consistent at that distance. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> like, you can't say that, it's not true. Yeah, well, the thing <laughs> is, you, you'll go like two months without doing one, then you'll do like four in a month or something, you know? So it's oh, like, on average, average yeah, but so like, you know what they say about statistics, right? Hey, once I became the director, we kind of got a lot more 
consistent. <laughs> we try every two or so weeks, and it mostly or works so, out. Every three to four to six <laughs> to twelve. I we almost had three this month until I had to cancel the last one. So it's like that would have been holy shit. Shot off. So yeah. what do they say about statistics, Jake? Oh, there. Well, there. There's three things that are synonymous: lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> there you go. Because you can make, if you know what you're doing, you can make statistics do anything. <laughs> so, Ryan, what do you recommend for us this week? Uh, <laughs> have I recommended <laughs> that Slither game yet? The Snake game? Yes. yes. Yeah, damn it! That's what I was going to recommend. That's what I've been stuck on. <laughs> All right. So, if people listen to this soon enough, my second, I had a backup. Uh, GOG is doing their Spring sale? Is it GOG or Humble, bun- Humble Bundle? Or Humble Bundle. Who's doing the Spring sale? I think it's Humble Did I get Bundle. The- All right, Humble Bundle. And they got some cool games on there. Yeah. So I recommend you check it out. That's, like, that's kind of a weak recommends this week, but at least you get one. Yeah, you got any interesting information for us, Jake? I do. And it's Damn it. Something I want to like. He always fails at that. I was hoping he <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's one of these humble bundle games. I think I'm gonna buy. It's like a t- Trimbo the Badass Elephant. Have you seen the videos for that game? No. Badass Elephant. Yeah, Maybe. it looks hilarious. I've, I've been told it's what? really good. Yeah, hold Badass on. Elephant. Yeah. The... Is it on humble bundle? Yeah. Here, I'll I'll link it to I'm you here. right now. Tim, Timbo, the Badass Elephant for four bucks. Yeah. It, I, the stuff I've seen just looks really hilarious for it. So, is that you, Jake? That's not me. I think it's our director there. Yeah, my computer fan doesn't like loading internet. Oh, it's one of uh. those. Okay, so it's something <laughs> that like I've been. He- I've had several heated arguments this week, uh, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Uh, oh, are we getting into that? No, no, but this this is my tidbit of trivia knowledge because I've, I've kept hearing this one logical fallacy that I couldn't ever find the name for, and I finally fucking found it. So it is, so this is something you should not do in good argu- for, for good ar- you know, argumentation or whatever. Uh, oh, argumentation. It's actually a word. I did not make it up. <laughs> I love it. You, you actually made it up. Just someone else made it up before you. Okay, so it's argumentum ad populum. Uh-huh. Is a false, fallacious... It's the argu- thing that Alex does all the time. All the time. He says, like, no, like, this is a really good movie, and there's tons of people who agree with me. That concludes it's, that a proposition yeah. is true because many of or most people believe it. Like... The, uh, and it also seems like the more one type of political bench you are, the more you use it. And I've just been hearing, and I've been hearing it more and more. I'm like, no, everyone thought the world was flat, and it obviously uh, wasn't. <laughs> you know, that wasn't there's... true either, but <laughs> it's like, just because a ton of people agree with you doesn't mean that a ton of people aren't wrong. Right. And right. like, I was listening to your the one where we all drank this morning, and just talking about like movies and the Star Wars things and Alex can think, well a lot of people agree with that statement. It's like I don't care, they can all be wrong. <laughs> so there you it go. Be don't... true. I still hate the fallacy. Don't don't right. use it. It's bad. <laughs> it makes you look silly. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm Alex. Alex. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Lucy doesn't Alex, when this. you hear this, just let, I just want you to know I'm calling you out, buddy. Because no, every we've... time you do it, I'm going to like <laughs> pop you with it like the virtual like uh, news rolled up newspaper right across the nose. Pa. No, I'll see if I can find like a list of a bunch of argumentation fallacies and you can just pop them with it every single time you guys get into it. Just link it. <laughs> There's a, another thing that he does, which in the, uh, the one that you're like the, um, we're so sorry. And you guys just were yelling at each other about Gamergate. Um, he, he says something. Is kind of like a banal statement, and then he takes it to an extreme, uh-huh. and they say, "Do you agree with that, Ryan?" And say, no, obviously you don't. But what he said doesn't lead to that extreme. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, reducto absurdum. Is that it one? could be. Yeah, is that the one? I, it's, I think it's in that tree anyway. Yeah. So he says, so like, "Why do, do you want to get harassment? Do you want to have to move your entire family because of that?" It's like, no, obviously you don't. But. I, I've thought about that conversation. I've actually that's the podcast I've listened to the most. And I I feel bad getting back into it without him being here. But the overall my I've boiled this down so much cuz this is one of those episodes that actually bothered me. Like I had to figure it out, right? And the best way I could boil this down into like a simple thought or phrase or an equation or whatever you want to say that I could understand is like okay, is it important? Is it a is it a thing that actually matters? Yes. But you're arguing you're trying so <clears throat> I don't want to offend anybody by saying this, right? But I'm trying to figure it out just right. So what they do is they take the high road for the absolute utopian future, right? Like don't you want to exist in this world? And it's like, yes. And they're like, well, then why don't you support our cause or the way we think so we can get to there? And it's like, that's fine, except that in no way do, have I ever heard the... They always give me the utopian end, right? Or like the, the extreme negative end, right? Like the worst possible case. Like they give me those cho- choices or options, right? Like I always take it to the extremes, which is fine. But the problem is, is they never talk about step one, right? And the problem, if they, so that's what my argument was, is, is I, I got so caught up with like, yeah, fine, your fucking utopian future, we would all love to live in that, right? If you could actually get it right. But it was like his argument with the singularity. He was like, yeah, well, there's just magic that happens in the middle. It's yeah, like, that like magic issue is what pisses me off. Like, you have to figure, you can't just tell me that there should be magic that happens in the middle and then take this high road. Like, that's not the world we live in. It's not the society we're even close to living in. And you can't just assume that it's, like, you get to take this, uto- like, oh, I, don't you wish in this perfect world? And so I do. So I get, so they use these, it's, it's this, I can't even say, like, I, I still haven't figured it out right. I still haven't figured out the right words. But that's what, I was arguing against is like no you can't just say that we all should live in this utopian society and that we're wrong for not believing for not wishing well, fuck it like we all wish for the same utopian society right but we don't care as much to get there right now because we know that it's like impossible to move it's not we're not going to be able to move that mountain right so they want to get to the utopian are, but they don't know how to get right. to the point and therefore they're just like hanging that over the head and not actually providing a way to do it. And what they do provide is generally uh, kind of scary in the fact of like 
censoring free speech or various things like that. And the people who do that generally, like Tumblr-y people, I have issues with in that way. The Tumblr arenas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sure, Tumblr can be fine, I'm sure, and not all of the people who do it could be bad people, but that there's a consistent pattern to people who use Tumblr and the people who use that kind of argument. <laughs> I think the porn side of Tumblr is awesome. <laughs> I, was say, I didn't even know there was other things on Tumblr besides porn. <laughs> to me, Tumblr is like the porn portal if you just want to look at like pictures and gifs. Like I don't I don't go anywhere else for that, right? Or I watch videos on video, right? But that's it. Like and then I started hearing all these people talking about like these social justice warriors on Tumblr and I'm like, what what? Are they using the same Tumblr? Turns out they are. They're using the same <laughs> Tumblr, and they don't know what's happening right beneath their noses. Like, like y'all are so upset about this. Like, can I just link this to you? <laughs> like, why aren't you? Like, I've you should. You should just like create like a place like, account to get flame, and you start like linking people. You'll probably have like a million followers <laughs> within like three days. I follow you. I, I would be like follower number one. <laughs> <laughs> we should make it a group project. Oh, I'm so <laughs> in. Like anonymous, because we could just keep it up 24 <laughs> hours a day. I'd be so down for that. Shop talk. Look for that million, that, that guy that's trolling all the social justice warriors in like two weeks from now with five million followers. It's us. It's <laughs> us. So you're just going to like, th like, you're just going to throw random porn at them? Or what are you going to do here? Like, what's the plan? You should find the ones that really get to their <laughs> social justice issues. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah like the porn that is demeaning uh, to women. Enjoying it. And like, if they're like hashtag feminism, and then you do like something that's demeaning to a woman. Like, you have to link the ones that are their specific issue. I think it'd be, yeah. Or, well, you just find one that actually like... Um, like perpetrates the hierarchy or like the patriarchy or whatever, right? So, <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot of anal porn, is what you're saying? No, 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 no. Like, if you really want to, like, I mean, if we're talking about trolling justice warriors, you find the rape fantasy porns where the girls enjoying it. You know, like ones where, like, she's been, she, you know, like where you just try to, like, you tie the whole culture into like this. You know, like if you're really trying to offend them, you go levels deep, yo. We're, no, we're not talking service, surface level. We're talking levels deeper. We try to find a, truly offensive things on several levels. But, I mean, I don't know if we want to be those kind of people or not. <laughs> well, when we were trying to find a feminist for the Super Fight show, and uh, we were just looking at the feminism subreddit, the, one of the top <laughs> posts at the time was, like, I'm not sure if I can handle the online feminism acti activism shit because they're getting a lot of hate and stuff. And the comment at the top of it was just, if you're not getting hate mail, you're not doing it enough. It's like, <laughs> if that's your theory, it's like, that's the sign that you're doing the right job. You're just pissing people off. You're not doing anything effective. Yeah. It's and a troll. It's just, they're trolls. But they think they're doing something socially right. I do believe. Right, right. Well, yeah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so this is so this is what I believe in. This is actually what I truly believe. <laughs> they should exist. We need them to exist. They are part of the pendulums, right? They're part of the things that pull the things back and forth and move the middle, right? Eventually, they're right, right? So eventually, sexual preferences will not be an issue if you're gay, whatever. Like, it'll be such a non-issue that it won't be described. I believe. 
Like I think yeah, eventually but we're kind of already reaching that point, which is half the problem. They're making new things to be offended about because that's all they know how to do. Activists are activists. They yeah. are. They 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 fulfill a certain part of the algorithm. Mm -hmm. Like they, yeah, like they just fulfill a certain part of the algorithm. And I think they should exist. And I I'm fine with them existing. And I'm fine. Like a lot of what they say has a like an underlying merit of truth. They just are so bad at arguing about a lot of it. Right? Yeah. Like their, their techniques, their general demeanor. I, mean, I agree with you that they should exist. They're part of the, the society that we have now, and that's fine. I will never restrict what they can say and where they can say it. Well, depending on, like, don't go to a political talk and try to disrupt it because that's just asshole-ish. No. But I will criticize the hell out of what they do and make fun of them for it. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Because... As well that's as you're right. doing you the free speech, too. I'm doing the free speech too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You should exist as well as they do. Like you're just as much of part of the other side of the pendulum. Like we are all steel that sharpen sharpens steel. Like we are all making each other better. And like they rub off on you a little bit, and you rub off on them a little bit, and it it's true. And then there are you know the more extreme they are, Actually, the less that doesn't they work. The more that you get them together, people get more towards the extremes. But kind um, of, kind of. That's kind of proven. I. I like, I had to learn about it in my psych degree. Right, right. But are you suggesting that after so, hearing an idea, I'm further away from that idea than if I'd have never heard it before? Like, yes I no. do believe, I, I do if, believe that once, like, those things can sink in, though. Like, that's the only opportunity for change is that conflict. Like, some people will be drove further away, but there will be some people who aren't. Right? You like, have to be like consciously thinking about everything openly, and people generally don't do that as their normal state. If they right, hear something that they don't like, right? Yeah, I know. They have motivated skepticism. You can look up that and Wikipedia or something. They will find whatever they can to support their own theory, which is why you can have like really intelligent people arguing against climate change happening because it hurts them in some way if it is accepted. Wasn't Herman Cain? Isn't he the brain surgeon? You mean no, ben, Carson? ben Carson? Ben Carson, he doesn't believe in evolution. Yeah, I, it, but he will use that? everything he knows from medical school, anything he's ever learned, in order to support his position. Right. So. And ignore all the other parts of the Yeah, you have to be actually willing to admit you're wrong or learn something. And you can do that with open discourse. That's one of the best things about free speech and all sorts of things like that. But a lot of people aren't willing to do that at first so well, you do get the effect they don't have to you know with the safe yeah. spaces and stuff like yeah it's i'm confused so i'm sorry but what you said earlier was the discourse drives people a further away from each other but the difference is if you have open discourse which is an open choice to actually try to change like to yeah, try to hash things like, out so there's a there's a, a conscious choice right because most people, to talk about. most people, when they want to discuss things, they want to win. They want to prove their point and get out. They don't want to actually like debate. They want to win, you know. Instead of just going, you know, a lot of the conversations that we have when we're at odds on something, it's a we're going back and forth. We're not trying to like win an argument. We're just trying to talk about it. Most people yeah. aren't that way. So the people who are having the debate, if it's a structured kind of debate, they will probably be driven further to the extremes. But anyone watching them could be swayed into like, 
more balanced things if we were able to see the arguments presented logically and all the benefits of an open discourse. It can happen, but there is also the fact that you get people in groups, they will do the group think thing and make each other more extreme, hmm. which is basically what happens with Tumblr. And, well, the internet in general. Yes. <laughs> so well, That's I'm, interesting. Now that we're so connected on the internet, we can generate giant groups. Well, when you can with find... Powerful, like, powerful mind things. That, that's why the world is becoming more... Um, Interesting. Uh, it's extreme. I, don't, I can't think of the right word. Uh, more polarized. is because if you have a weird thought or think a certain way, you can find someone else, and in general, lots of someone else's who think the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And that's why... I, you have, I love... I find it impossible to find friends on the internet. Like, I don't know why... Hey, we're here. Yeah, I, well, yeah, y'all, but... Right, I mean, but you could find... How like, difficult it is. Just think about like, Reddit. I've never like, been able to go to, like, on a yo-yo forum and have... No, 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 no I just think about, like, <laughs> think about, like, like just, like, Reddit, you know? Where, that's like, true. if... That's true. There's, you can edit your Reddit page to show you... I mean, if you like knitting or something, you go to the knitting subreddit and you find discussions, you find friends, you become active in that way. And the fact that you can find people just on your fucking computer that has the same interests as you, everybody can find friends in that way. And everyone can be reinforced politically in that way. I will say, not even just friends, but validation. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, it's it's that logical fallacy we're talking about. So many people think the way I do, I must be right. Yeah, so you have this uh, inkling, maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe I should do this. You go to a subreddit, and maybe even unbeknownst to you, they have a very strong political, or I shouldn't use political, leaning towards one way. They will tell you that that is the proper way to do it, the best way to do it, and you're perfect for thinking that way. And everyone just starts getting molded in their polarizations. There is... There is situ or there are examples of that being true though, right? Like there are examples of going to like Reddit to build a PC, mm-hmm. and they tell you to use like Nvidia if you can afford it because it is a better product, right? Like, and they are all right. Like, is that part of? No, it I can think, be. It, I mean, it can be, but I think what we were talking about more is like. Uh, right, but there are people. What I'm saying is, people would use that argument. It's like, well, everybody on the internet says to use an Nvidia. So they use an NVIDIA. Like, that's, that is their reason for doing it, and it just happens to be their logical fallacy is true, not a fallacy. Like, it's actually true. Well, I, I mean, just because, I mean, there are, there are times when the majority... You just because the majority of people agree with you. You right. can't automatically assume they're wrong. You can't like, automatically sometimes assume. they're right. Right, right, right. Well, right, okay. yeah. But the, the fallacy is using that as your proof of right. rightness. Okay, that makes sense. I understand you, that. You, you can say, you know, you know I... I buy things off of Amazon that have lots and lots and lots of five-star ratings. Yes. Because, but it's it's not, but I can't use that as proof it's good because I have never used that product. Mm-hmm. I, I can feel better about buying it because a lot of people have said it's good and I hope it's good, but so I... So you can feel better, so in... So that metaphor, you can feel better about going down ideas that a lot of people, other people agree with. Right. See if they're if you can actually like flush out those ideas or what they're in. Right, like, but, it, but a lot of people use it, use the the majority as proof of right. correct correctitude. Okay. <laughs> I see the difference there. Yeah. I was just it's it, it I mean it's nuanced, but I mean I guess mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I mean I would absolutely use Reddit as a resource for things like how to research how to build a PC or look up in anything because there's so many people that they can provide 
like small wikis or something in order to learn the basics of anything. Uh, but they can have strong biases, and you should also just look out for that. You know what's really interesting, though, about humans? <clears throat> is like, you know those contests when you go to a, uh, a fair and there's a cow? And it's like, it guess within one pound and you can, you know, get this cow. You, know, you can win the, the prize or whatever, right? Right. So everybody goes up and they, you know, some people are assholes and they, they just say like a pound, right? And some people say, try to actually guess and, you know, so it's a thousand pounds. And some people are just ridiculous and don't have any idea and they say 6,000 pounds, right? Just because they don't know, right? If you, at the end of the day, if you average up all of those guesses, it'll usually be closer than anyone else would have gotten on their own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I uh, don't but remember that's... exactly what it's called, but yeah. Yeah, but, that, but that's how averages work, right? I mean, that's... It's I the guess, bell curve. is it? Like, I think that's really an interesting phenomenon, though. Like, so, you can add in all the extremes, and you can add in the people who are trying to get it right. Like, I understand, like, I get it, but it's still just crazy that it'll be... Like, it's usually right. It's not usually just close, but it's usually right within a pound or two. I don't know or, if it's usually that right, but there's, it's close. there's an, the right answer, and then there's a bunch of leeway on either side that people choose. But the amount of error from every from an uh, individual's choice from the right answer, yeah. the individuals will always be larger than the average error. No? Right. So the average will always be closer, generally. Although in the judgment decision-making class, there was a group that tested this with political leanings on things like uh, climate change or iceberg stuff. I don't know. They pushed, like, uh, how many inches will the sea levels rise or something? And will the political leanings shift their answers? And it did. So the independents were more accurate than the, either the Democrats or the Republicans. So. Yeah, it was, like, was kind of cool in that class. We were actually able to prove shit. <laughs> You're in there fucking around with the software. You're in there actually like manipulating. Like, you remember that at Black Box experiments, they would, they, they would give, or not experiments, but whatever you'd call it, where they in high school, but they'd give you that box and it'd have a bunch of different rods. Oh, and you'd, yeah. have to, like, you'd have to move the rods and actually figure out like, how many washers and bolts are on each rod. and like, the actual, You could figure out the structure of inside the box by just moving the rods. Right. And like, paying attention to how, things, you know, how far they moved and whatever. It's like you're doing that with the brain. You're like, let's just move this rod. You're like, all right, let's move this one. All right, run it through the experiment. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. You're in there like just, but you have no idea how it actually works because there's, you know, it's essentially magic. I mean, you don't actually know. It's, it's all like, what is that? What is that type of evidence where? Anecdotal? Yeah, it's all anecdotal evidence. None of it's actually like, you can actually point at a circuit. Like, oh, that's burned out right there. That one's actually broke. Like, you can't. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like the personality and the way the mind works itself, like it's yeah, so that's why you have to rely on statistics. And I mean, the amount of statistics I know how to do, I run through a program. <laughs> but technically, that was good enough to get a degree. So that Ooh. kind of actually scares me. <laughs> what did you use? R. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I got kind of good with R. I was the one who did all the analyses. That's and... a very like, if you want a job. A tech job? I know you don't, but if you do, just put that on your resume and you'll have one like in two days. Being able to use R? It's a huge big deal. Really? Like, you cannot work at a startup without being able to know how to use R. I wouldn't have expected that just it's because it's huge. It's free. Well, yeah. I, it's... I don't know. I expected something more elite. 
No, no, startups are all about like open source and shit. Like R and Python. If you know those two things, you can get a job at just about any startup in the world. I don't know Python. It's pretty easy. If you if you can figure out R, you can figure out Python. I can figure out R because I went through hell this last semester before the last. It's like, Sorry, how the, it's like, how the fuck do I code this thing? I can't remember because in um, most times you can use R Studio, which is much nicer, but Ooh. I wasn't able to for the psychology perception class, and so it was much harder. Yeah, R, R is a really big deal now. Really? Yeah. I have a skill. Yes, yes you have a skill. <laughs> of course it's, you do. Come on. <laughs> it's, what is a you byproduct? <laughs> that doesn't mean much. There are a lot of people I know who graduated that don't have skills. That's <laughs> <laughs> something I was, I was talking about with my wife today. She's like, you always seem so good with Excel. I was like, well, there's a good reason, because I spent hours upon hours upon hours beating my head against the wall with that damn program. Yeah. In the, the past class, I was able to actually use Excel, and I never really had an opportunity before because we had to use R. And then it's like, oh, this is kind of easy. I get it now. No wonder people use it. Uh, Excel is a very powerful program. I once crashed a computer with it. How? I created a macro that was trying to pull in all this data, and it was like 700 megabytes when the computer crashed. Wow. <laughs> it, it was pretty cool. <laughs> so don't he do that. You may or may not have known it was going to happen. And I had a see, hunch. And wanted to see what it would do. I had a hunch it might actually do that. <laughs> but him, I, him and his dad, are they, they enjoy... Breaking computers, <laughs> not breaking them, but like using them. Like, like, all right, that motherfucker's hot. <laughs> you know, like that? it's been that way for six hours, dude. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so I'm working on the simulation. So last night, so I set up to run ten runs so I can do some analysis on, you know, get the variance in there and stuff. So I set it up to run last night at four p.m. It was still running when I got to work at 7 this morning. <laughs> so I, so I broke it apart and recoded it, so hopefully it's going faster. It's <laughs> like, that's not usable. Like, I can, ha- I can have a simulation that takes an hour to run. That's fine. Eight hours, that's not a, that's not a viable solution in the workforce. <laughs> no, not today. I know some people that do, though, man, like some of those really big, like crazy optimization programs, they'll set it up and they'll run it over a weekend and also oh, be well, running. Yeah, I mean, they're scientists that run computer programs. You know, they push play and then come back in three months. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, there are people that use computers to do crazy things. Like some of those supercomputers will work on shit for a long time. Yeah, we... I didn't realize, that, you know, they do four trillion operations a second and they'll work on a problem for a month. It's just like, yeah. damn. And you have to rent those bastards. I didn't really. Uh, there's a whole economy based around supercomputers. I didn't oh, understand. Did you see that IBM is letting people use like space on their supercomputers for free now? That's cool. Yeah, it's mostly for academic use, you know. And sure. there's there's like a queue that you have to get yeah. in. But yeah, I was I saw it. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Our so our new intern, right? He goes to you know a very good school here, uh, and he was talking about how he would just run. Because he uses the same simulation software that I do. You're going like, to see Bitcoin programs on it. <laughs> and he was talking about how, like, oh, you know, I just put it on the supercomputer grid and let it run. And it does it pretty quick. He's like, y'all have to have a grid, right? I'm like, this is corporate America, dude. We don't have a fucking supercomputer. 
He's like, you have to. I'm like, no, no, we don't. We, you know that laptop you have? That's as good as the laptop I have. <laughs> That's it. That's what you got. It's like, uh, the the university itself has a supercomputer, though. That's what I'm mm-hmm. assuming that story. Yeah, means. the university itself has a supercomputer. <laughs> That's so cool, <laughs> dude. Like downtown Pittsburgh's got like 10 gigabit or 100 gigabit Ethernet, like running wow. through it at the university. We got like we got to remember like Pitt is here, which is a top tier school. Carnegie Mellon is here, which is a top tier school. I mean, that's where Uber is building their self driving cars. The National Robotics Engineering Center is here. I mean, there, there's. And you're not terribly far from Boston and all that stuff. I mean, you're far from Boston, you think? Are you? Yeah, like like eight or ten hours. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I was. Totally I, I didn't expect to be that far. Like New York isn't terrible. It's like six, six to seven. DC is really close, but like Boston's way up. But way. I see Boston is like close to DC. It's not close, but right. But it's a lot farther. It's a lot farther north than you think it is. I, I, I was stunned so. when I saw it on the map. I'm like. Because, like, oh, PAX is coming up. Maybe we could drive up for the weekend to go to PAX. You know, punch it in Google. Nope. <laughs> yeah, the craziest statistic or whatever fact that I know about that's interesting like that is that Flagstaff, Arizona is farther um, west than L.A. Yeah. like, right. how the hell is that possible? Until you look because at Because California curves down, yeah. You forget that. Yeah. Um Oh, they, let's see. Oh, what is it? There's a 25% of the Canadian population lives within a 100-mile circle of each other. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, what is it, 90% of the population is within 100 miles of the border? Yep. Yeah. Because it's too damn cold up there. And I think the same thing is true for um, Australia. Ninety, Like, 98% of the entire population lives within 100 miles of the coast. Do you really want to go inland in Australia? Really? Fuck no. And it's something I think it's it's either London or Glasgow, Scotland is farther north than every com- Canadian major Canadian city. Yeah, the only reason Glasgow, only reason England and all that stuff over there stays any stays warm like it does is because the way the, the Gulf the Stream. Current, yeah, the Gulf Stream and the currents work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd be fucking cold, which it'd is crazy ice. to me. That's why it rains and shit so bad. What? <laughs> it'd be ice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, so if, if you look like a, you know, it's really far up there. Yeah, that's actually one of the, you know, whatever. We're getting into crazy shit. You want to, you want to kill this sooner? <laughs> sure. Or yeah, we're just gonna ramble on for a while. If that's the case, I need to go uh, put the I'll, kids to bed. So you well, and Alex are gonna have to do it. We'll call it. I mean, we're at right. an hour and forty. <laughs> Yeah, let's call it. <laughs> I was like, man, this is kind of a slow-moving podcast. I looked at the time, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want, like, I, I feel like I want to apologize to Alex, but not, like, apologize. I just want to let him know, like, I, there are no actual hard feelings or whatever. I don't – I like him. He's a cool guy, so whatever, <laughs> however you want to say that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, well, thank you for coming back to the 4G Podcast. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.